today on CityCast Denver. For years, my friend Lori Lynx Murphy has been telling me about this old surplus store at Alameda and Pecos. She's a respected local artist who grew up in Denver. She's run her own galleries, been an integral part of the do-it-yourself arts community here, and created work for Meow Wolf's Convergence Station. Lori said this janky old surplus store is the number one spot to buy cool old materials she uses to create art. Then last month, I drove past and saw the shop was closing. So I called up Lori and invited her out for one last treasure hunt at Surplus Tools and Commodities and to chat with the owner, Roger Cox. Today is Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Okay, I start at the back. Okay. Because... Take us where you would go. Oh, oh. Wait, you got to go that way. Okay. Because we'll cross, we're crossing wires. Okay. So, Lori, you've been shopping here for a long time here at Tools Surplus, Surplus Tools. Surplus Alameda, Sur- I don't know. It goes by many The Alameda names. Surplus Store. The place. It is clearly not just a hardware store. Um, what? With as much stuff as is in here, it is picked over. It looks, I can tell you, which is crazy. I can crazy. tell it already looks picked over. because Which I should have come last week because there's something I've been wanting to get. Because usually it's kind of like a hoard, an organized hoard. In terms of like, it's a lot. Uh, organized is a stretch, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this place, it's like this place is just kind of magic to me so many times. and um, every So the magic is kind of in the hunt. The magic is in the hunt. Oh my God, this is even bigger than I realized. Oh no, see the practical stuff is up front. So like the tools, oh. the things you might want to use, but you come back here. There's a space suit, like, here's a man a, in a space suit. Here's a glass block that says cheers. Okay. There's some boots sticking up there. And if you look above, there's, there's a like- robot. The sign, final closeout, all capacitors 50% off. That's a good deal if you need a capacitor. If you need a I capacitor, don't need there's- one, 20 different <laughs> kinds and hundreds of them. Yeah, we've got t- tubing of every different kind. And and it's not that you can't get that tubing somewhere else, but you can't get the tubing aged in that color. Yes, <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, that was once clear. It is I know, not clear it's, anymore. but it's beautiful. Three tubs of cat figurines. Oh, no, oh, I'm that. sorry, I missed the other. Oh no, there's a whole row of cat figurines. The row that, of that, cat see, figurines. See, that was here last time. The grommets, the grommets. But this section, this section is you my get, You want to pay $20 for a tub of thousands of grommets? I, I probably it's, am going to before the end of the day. <laughs> this is your spot. I definitely see that happening. After Lori and I poked around in the back for a bit, we headed up to the cash register to talk to longtime owner, Roger Cox. Oh, here we mm-hmm. go. Okay. All right. Are you Roger? Yeah. I'm Bree. Nice to meet you. And I'm Lori, long time customer. (laughs) He inherited the shop from his father, Ivan Cox, who took over from his father, William Cox, who opened the place in 1947. So Roger, you've been in this business your whole life? Yes, I have been been doing this for, uh, I realized my father used to brag about having done it for 45 years. I've realized I've done it for 46 now. (laughs) I realized that toward the end last year, I'm like, oh my gosh. I've actually, so after I, even before I was, you know, I was just nine years old, I started working down here. Wow. On the weekends and stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, I, 
went to college, I got a fancy degree from the University of Denver and everything, but I just decided to do this. It was a good sustainer for having a family. And What'd you get your degree in? I have a business degree, yeah. So when some, if someone says, hey, uh, what do you do for a living? What do you tell people about this store? We've, someone was asking mostly, you to describe mostly it. Mostly tools, I just tell them, you know. <laughs> I just say we. I own a tool store. I mean, it's just kind of hard to explain surplus. Yeah. Because um, sur- I think surplus people do think of the Army Navy store type thing. I think more sure. so. I think that's usually where where it comes up. But you know, just kind of a unique place. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, that you know, just as a little bit of an aside, but that's the problem with Denver right now is these places like us are going away. Tell me about the beginning of this business. It's been open since 1947. So originally, my grandfather and a partner, uh, Frank Hale, started this back in this uh, after World War II, and the idea was government surplus. You could buy government surplus, and originally they sold out of the back of their back of their car, literally go to a job site, sell tools, and then eventually, down the street here, they made a uh, little store. And then in the mid-50s, they moved over to this here, and we've been here ever since. And uh, we've been struggling with lots of things, but namely that we just can't keep up with the property tax. Uh. So we bought this stuff back in the day when it was good to have property, and now it's apparently a burden. Mm. So you do uh, own the property. Yes, we own the property. Okay. And we sold off some property a few years ago, and the property rates... The amount we have to pay in is taxes. so exorbitant. We're already back up to the same level we were at just in four years. Wow. And it's really the death toll for the business. And I literally sat back and I said, you know, this is not going to go forward. Ask my kids if there's something else they wanted to do with the property. They really don't have any idea. Retail is not a, not a great thing to be in anymore. Yeah. And so we just decided we'll close down. And, and this is our 75th anniversary. So we thought that was a, a good year to try to do that. So do you think you're going to sell the building after? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it's already up for sale. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know it, you don't have a definite date, right, mm-hmm. for closing. You're kind of just working through. Right. Trying to get as much stuff out of here as we can. Um, like I said, it's on the market, but they, under the assumption that we wouldn't be out of here until October, you know. Sure. We've been working toward this since last May, and so we were ready in January to actually declare going out of business put discounts on stuff and we've been doing that for a little more than two weeks now and it's amazing the amount of um stuff we've sold but it's you know you look around there's still plenty there's of so things. much yeah. yeah it just becomes a question of whether it's stuff that people still want or if it's just stuff that's got to go to the scrapper prior to the situation maybe sort of in the salad days of running this business what what is what is it about running a surplus store that you really enjoy well, you know, it's just it's just a business. I mean, I guess, you know, you, you meet a lot of unique people. Yeah. I mean, because you do. I mean, all walks of life come through a place like this. Yeah. Whether it's artists or whether it's people who are just heavy professionals. Some guys come in with business suits looking for something, you know. Um, the, the garage tinkerer guy. The, the tinker the, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose that's probably the best part of it. And what are you going to do now? I don't really have any plans. I know I'm not going to do any retail. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably too young to really legitimately retire, but that's probably what, if I can get 
tell the business sure. that's probably what I'm going to do. So this go ahead and uh, let it close and move on. Yeah, close the chapter. Yeah, Roger, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This was great. We appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys coming in and, and looking at it. You know, it's just tough. And it, I get, I do have a lot of customers coming in. I just, just, or just distraught over it yeah, you know they are they're just telling me why why are you doing this and you have to explain to them um <laughs> times have changed the things change and it's yeah. just you can't you know we, we we've ridden it as far longer as longer than we probably should have 75 years is a long time yeah, to do anything I, I think i mean i could have made de definite case that 10 years ago is when i should have pulled the plug well but my kids were younger and yeah. i wanted to i wanted to give them the opportunity my dad did Oh, hey. Oh, yeah, see, pill bottles. Pill bottles. Or little purple oh my gosh. bottles that... Little, honestly, I just... Um, those are just things you need. I just bought some of these on Amazon oh, see? to make see? essential oil spray when I could have come here and gotten them for 10 cents. The, oh, look at this. The bump mobile. What the hell Holy is that? Shit. That A is battery-operated tiny car. Cool. And you can get... They're $2 a piece, or you could probably buy the whole box from them. I probably mean, make them a deal. It's so spectacular. It's just like, it, and you know, I think a lot of people walk in here and they just don't really see the forest for the trees because they're like, oh, it's so messy and dirty and it kind of smells bad and what am I doing? And you know, like you have to be a certain kind of person to want to just spend hours in here. I was like, you walk in and I see like, there's so much stuff to dig in and yeah. find and like, but you got to love the hunt. Yeah, it's definitely you know? about the hunt. It's the what thing that's important about places like this and what's sad about them disappearing, though, is that not just for artists, they represent an entire like DIY culture that's disappearing. Totally. And the idea that you can fix your own things. See, and there used to be tons of these places. And yeah, my worry a, is what happens to this stuff? That's a great point, too, though, Lori, is I think as the cities grow and change, we don't necessarily have these kinds of places it's, it's stuff that is still useful sure that will it's go to the it's dump. like the ultimate recycling yeah sort of the ultimate green kind of business right before right. that was like a term but how do you recycle things that people aren't necessarily looking for right. in, on mass you totally know? and this is like that's the thing is there's a lot of and like you said, it's been picked over, and I can only imagine what this place looked like before the sort of going out of business sale. But there's, there's still, still shelves still and shelves of small transformers and inverters. And and what's going to happen to people who like might say on the inventor side as opposed to the artist side come in here and be like, I'm curious about this. What does it do? And they teach themselves, or you know, like this whole DIY inventing thing. Stuff is expensive, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've been open 75 years. So that means generations of artists have come here. Yeah. And gone, that thing, that red cap, that's exactly what I need. Or just been attracted to it for aesthetic reasons and gone, what can I do with it? And I can buy 500 of these red exactly. caps. And they'll be cheap. They'll be so cheap. They'll be cheaper now. But 10 cents each. Soon. I know. I can't believe how fast it's clearing out because it's like, I just thought I had forever. What's the weirdest thing you've ever purchased here Lori someone I can't it's remember hard. who said it someone on Twitter maybe said they bought submarine parts here yeah it's really hard because the weirdest things I've bought are not things I have a name for <laughs> like, that one doodad that I ended up needing 500 exactly of, yeah and I didn't know until I came here and I saw a whole bucket of 
That's that exactly. Doodad. I mean, I can tell you there's a lot of weird things I've passed up that I've wanted to buy just because they were cool. It's the things you didn't buy. It's the things that didn't buy that haunt me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. See this? Oh, I'm getting that. That I'm getting. I'll leave the grommets. I'll That's get that. $10, you're going to buy a $10 tub of thousands of tiny little tubes of tube There's screens. screens for some machine that doesn't exist anymore. Nobody knows what they are. But just things are beautiful when they're massed together. I really am buying this tub. I'm so excited. I can barely contain myself. <laughs> Here's what else is happening in Denver today. The indoor mask mandate officially ends this Thursday. Mayor Hancock announced Monday that he will let the current mask requirement expire due to falling rates of COVID-19 across the city. Uh, let me be clear. This is still a public health emergency and will remain so as long as spikes, surges and variants threaten to overwhelm our hospitals and our health care systems. The mask mandate will still be in place for Denver public schools and child care centers, however, as younger children are still not eligible to get the vaccine. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. But if you want to see some of the stuff Lori and I found at Surplus Tools, I put a bunch of pictures in our newsletter this morning. You can see those, subscribe, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver.